All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Can you see You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. You can use promo code CONVODD. Ding dong. 
I always forget that. Capital C, capital D's, all one word. Convo DD, that will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Guadrilli, joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. We are stationed high above beautiful uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, downtown Vancouver, uh, Rogers Arena, right below us. How are you doing this morning, Chris? What do you think of the new camera angle? It's a little higher. Um, I normally like to show off my shirts a little bit on the ca- on the back cam there. I got the Xbox shirt today, but I, I think it looks a little bit better. I think the the camera looks a little bit better from that angle. We got something suctioned up to the to the window here. We do. So I, I think it looks a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. I honestly I wouldn't even notice that it was a different camera if I didn't know it was a different camera because I work here, but. I don't know. I think it looks about the same, right? Well, I'll tell you what. It's it's much better than your camera for sure. Your camera, Look, my stuck camera. On the we'll switch. In, we'll switch to these cameras now. My camera is one that you bought me. Yeah, I know that's true. I actually, it's going to be a very different look in a couple of days. Here, I picked up a couple things, um, a couple things to help the stream look better. Alex, I didn't even told you this, producer Alex. By the way, I haven't even told him. I got a new camera coming in. So uh, a lot of stuff. I think as of Thursday. Uh, I'm supposed to get it tomorrow on Amazon, but I, I have you ever gotten anything from Amazon in the morning? I get my Amazon stuff at like eight o'clock every yeah, night. It's, it says before 10 p.m. And the reason it says that is because it's coming right before yeah, 10 but p.m. What are they doing in the in the morning parts? Is anybody is getting stuff delivered in the morning? That's a really good point, because I always just I assumed never it was it. different parts of, you know, and I, you know, I live in Coquitlam and you're in Vancouver. So I was like always thinking, oh, well, they take care of Vancouver first and make their way out east. Right. No, but a- apparently not. Who's getting the Amazon packages yeah. in the morning? My brother used to work for Amazon. They they start at 10, I think, in the morning, 10 until. Well, that's what his shift was anyways. 10 yeah, in the morning. I'm pretty so sure they were. They're not out the at, at Amazon. Yeah, they're not out at six in the morning, though, delivering packages. Right. Because that would be. People wouldn't like the the phone call in the morning to, to, you know, Amazon's here, come get your stuff. That's true. At least us in apartments, we have to do that, right? I guess if you just have, like, a house, they just put it at your front of your door. Yeah. What's it like to live in a house? We've both forgotten. Oh, man. I miss it. I, I miss That's everyone too. my age uh, back in my hometown in Imo. They're all buying houses because they're all millwrights and electricians. they got enough money. They're all buying houses. I, I'm never going to be able to buy a house out here. But it's okay because we have this great studio that we rent. Yeah, back to the to, there it is. Alex, look at that. back view. Look at that. You don't you don't have this view from uh, in Nanaimo anywhere. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Probably better views actually from certain points. All right. No, before uh, we go any further, sure. big weekend um, for pumpkins quads. You know, you know this. You were out of the pumpkin patch, weren't you? It, yeah. I feel like this was the weekend. You know, a couple weeks before Halloween. It, it's uh, it, it's 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 a it's a time. It's the weekend. It's the pumpkin patch weekend. You were out at the pumpkin patch too, weren't I you? I was. Yeah, I was. I was out in Langley. It was a fantastic time. You know, you get there early, and we went to Alder Acres, right? right. Shout out Alder Acres. Alder park, Acres. I eh? yeah. never heard of it. You've never heard of? All, well, I guess you're not from here. No. But, all I know is Crossberry Farms. Well, Crossberry Farms is like 11 minutes away. Okay. So you can hit two two birds with one stone. Pumpkin country over there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. So you head over to Alder Acres in Langley, right? You park on this field, and it's just a farm that you can walk through. They got uh, the Big Bob mural of their cow that passed away in 2005. Okay. Absolute unit, and there's a lot of different animals there. Uh, Hold I, on. I'm just What's describing this cow? a farm. Tell me about this cow. What? I don't know much about him. I just know they have a mural that says Big Bob. Does it probably... absolute unit on it? No, it doesn't. Oh. I... I added that part that was me editorializing but you walk through the pumpkin patch they got uh they got like a petting zoo a lot of families there it was, it was a great time you should definitely go okay apologies to the podcast listeners alex why don't you pull we got some pictures of quads here at the pumpkin patch so you can pull this up here your video is frozen too oh no there he is right there Look why is that. my video frozen of course that's frozen but there's me. a picture of quads right there you can see me in the background actually i was also there uh, at the pumpkin patch 
You say good. pumpkin funny. Pumpkin patch. Yeah, what else? You said it we that got way, more probably. pictures from the pumpkin patch too, Alex. You can get look at this. These I just found these on Instagram. These are just cats at a pumpkin patch. So roll through a couple. Look at these cats in, in pumpkin hats. Pumpkin patch. Podcast listeners are I absolutely. Know. I know, but you. come back to the. You look at this cat here in a pumpkin uh, suit. Okay, I love. Pumpkin. I love cats. You say pumpkin. It, it's driving me mental. Pumpkin pat. There he is, right there. Quads. There, yeah. Okay. He kind of the jacket you wore to the pumpkin patch. You're <laughs> you're blended right into the wheelbarrow. Okay. Okay. Enough. Well, well, I'm sure you'll post this all over Twitter so the podcast big, listeners can get yeah. their fix. I just noticed you in the background. That's me in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> big pumpkin weekend here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway. All right, Alex. Let's hit the jewel. I come into I come into work today, and you're like, "Hey, I want to talk pumpkin patch." I was like, "All right," and you didn't tell me about this photo you had. You just said, uh, "Yeah, you went to the pumpkin patch. I went to the pumpkin patch. It'll be good." Yep. You didn't even go to the pumpkin patch. No, you yeah, you can see me in the video back there. I was just I was just walking around. All right, enough. Uh, let's get see? to the Vancouver Canucks. Noah Juleson expected to slot into the Canucks lineup tonight against the Washington Capitals. Puck drop is at 4 p.m. Pacific, so make sure you're leaving work early, folks, to catch that one because you don't want to miss this game. In all seriousness, Noah Juleson slots in over Jack Rathbone. Tucker Pullman not playing, but Tucker Pullman did skate this morning, which is a really good sign for sure. Again, Tucker Pullman obviously having those migraine issues last year, uh, various issues with his head, and anytime it's that area, you're very concerned about a player. Um Again, missed a lot of last season, and Tucker Pullman left the second period of the game against the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday afternoon, uh, I should say. Tucker Pullman left that game, so obviously there's a lot of concern there. Uh, Canucks call up Noah Juleson. I believe they sent down Sheldon Dries in the corresponding move. It doesn't really matter. The point is, Noah Juleson is the one slotting into the lineup over Jack Rathbone. In the title of the show today, will we ever see Jack Rathbone? My, my question to you, Chris, is that, and... Does it surprise you to see them go with Noah Juleson tonight? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think we know what Noah Juleson is. He's he's a player that you use in a situation where, you know, you really need a, a defenseman in a pinch at the NHL level. I, no, it's crazy. Noah Juleson's only 25 years old. So, like... He's, he's very handsome. Okay. He, well, uh, he is. Yeah, he is. He's he doesn't hand- look 25. No, he's handsome. Um, For sure. But... um. Sorry, you threw me off there with well, that. Well, because everybody asked who the most handsome Canuck is. It was Eric Goodbranson for all the years he was here. Yeah. Right? Is it Noah Juleson now? I tell you what, Noah Juleson. Oh wow, you've got something. Noah Juleson's handsome, but like, tell me, this guy isn't handsome too. Jack Rathbone, right there. He, <laughs> okay. He's a handsome cat too. He's he's good. He's you know fine looking, fine looking lad. Why isn't Jack Rathbone? <laughs> it's because of the looks. Noah Juleson's got the blue steel thing going on. No, I know he's got great hair too. But um, I I'm personally, yeah, I'm a little bummed out that Jack Rathbone isn't going to play tonight. I think that he's. Like, there's so many questions about Jack Rathbone and his defensive play, but to me, like, there's enough positives that should even outweigh what he's not going to be able to do in the defensive zone. And I don't think he's going to be as bad as maybe some people think. Like, And it's weird because I think a lot of Canucks fans are in the same boat of like, we just want to see what he looks like. What does he bring to a lineup? And there's just seems to be so much from internally in the organization in my eyes that it it looks like the organization is, is... I don't want to say worried about his defensive game, but definitely not confident. Like, there's there's not a lot of confidence, I don't think, for the organization what he's going to do defensively. The fact that they're playing Noah Juleson in this game is, is a huge indication of that. I'd be careful with the word organization, and I'd be more careful with that word as we kind of go here and kind of see the decisions that are being made. Again, this is Bruce Boudreaux's decision by all sure. accounts, right? So I'd be careful with the word organization because, you know, what happens when teams lose? 
There starts to be splits in the organization. Now, I'm not saying that's what hap- That's what's happening with the Vancouver Canucks right now, but the importance of this game, Chris, after an 0-2 start, again, you look at what was talked about last year at Jim Rutherford's end-of-year season press conference. You know, he, he did have some criticisms of Bruce Boudreaux, right? Bruce Boudreaux returns on the one-year deal. Obviously, he would have liked a multi-year extension, didn't get it from the Canucks, so it's something to keep an eye on that as these losses you know, add up, kind of what's going to happen from up top, right? How much of a leash does Bruce Boudreaux have this year? And again, I'm not coming out here saying they need to get rid of Bruce after two games, but I am saying that I think the organization is taking what happened last year and saying, okay, if we don't make a move at some point, we're going to have to do it sooner rather than later. Do you you think that that's really the first thing though? Like if things really go south, I mean, Bruce Boudreaux did a lot, like a lot for this organization last year. And yes, I'm using the word organization because he turned everything around when Bruce Boudreaux came in. I I wonder, listen, Jim Rutherford's still the president of this team. Jim Rutherford still obviously loves to make trades. We haven't seen it that much in Vancouver, but like this is the type of person who's running this organization who believes in big shakeups if needed. And I don't really know if Boudreaux's the first domino to fall if that actually ends up getting to that point. Listen, we're two games in, a little bit of an overreaction period here, but at the same time, you're right. Like he doesn't have a, it, it's the same situation as Bo Horvat. The reason I'm questioning Bo Horvat so much over the past week here is I don't know what the future is for him. And you could say a similar thing with Bruce Boudreaux, where he doesn't have a contract for next season. Yeah, and right? I'm not. So even... I think that's why both those guys in this organization, as you, I know you don't want me to use that word, but in the organization here. Those two players, we don't know what their future is after this season. Or player and coach, we don't yeah, know what their future sure. is in this point. So I do think that, yeah, both of them, not to say they're on the hot seat, but it, it's totally fair to question. If things go really south really fast, could be a trade, could be a coach situation. They got Mike Yo here. They got Jeremy Carlton. There are, there are options for sure. Okay, I'm not even trying to question Boudreaux as a, quote, as a coach right now. What I'm trying to say is that if you have this narrative last year that Travis Green... His players quit on him, right? And that's what, you know, change had to happen because the players quit playing for Travis. What does it say about this Canucks team if Boudreaux returning to the place where it all started in Washington, going for his, the 600th win of his career, if this team can't A, close out the game, or two, just flat out get a win? Like, if you can't get a win for your coach in this game, a game that you know means a lot to him for sure against his former team, the Washington Capitals... What does it say about this team? That's that's where I'm kind of going at with this. Is it's not, oh, Bruce is the problem and he's got to go. It's just, you know, is this team going to show up for Bruce? Because they talk about him a lot, and all the players, by all accounts, love playing for him, but they haven't really played for him lately. It's been two games, and you know they've blown two leads. Let's be straight up here. They've blown two leads in two games that they should have won, especially that one against Philly. Like, you, you know. It happened on a Saturday afternoon, so I know a lot of fans were just checked out. As soon as the game ended, they were done. But you go back and look at the lineup that they were up against with the Flyers. Like, the Flyers were dealing with injuries, and I know there's no easy game in the NHL. I know there's no easy game against a John Tortorella coach team, especially when the players are younger and are completely buying into what Torts is selling. But, man, you, you that's a game you you got to come away with, is it? I think looking at both lineups and looking how the game started, like, you get a couple of good bounces, but it's not like they... It wasn't to me in a similar loss to it was with the Oilers. Like, yes, they lost, you know, from a come from behind win for the other team, but the Canucks weren't the better team against the Flyers. Like, their mm-hmm. best players just haven't shown up in, in yeah. the first couple of games here. 
I get, like that stat that we saw over the weekend, JT Miller has been on the ice for every single goal against. That's wild. He quote, you know, he dropped an F bomb in the, when he was chatting with the, the media about it, that yeah, he's been on the ice for every F and goal. Yeah. Like your best players need to step up. This is a situation where you're right. Like this, this would be big. You mentioned 600 wins for Boudreaux. If he wins tonight, 600 wins against a former team, the team that I believe he came into the NHL with, yep. right? Was 2007. The Washington yep. So this is a big moment for him to to do it in Washington, a spot where obviously they, you know, they obviously like what Boudreaux did there uh, in their time. I think the stars need to step up tonight and it can't be Kyle Burrows and, and Luke Shen being your best two players. It's got to be Pedersen. It's got to be Miller. They talked about it. Bo Horvat on the weekend. He's talking about unacceptable again. It is unacceptable. That was funny that he dropped the unacceptable. And then the Canucks use it in their tweet, too. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, right after you pointed out, and like, well, it's clearly acceptable if it keeps getting said. It sure is. Like, it seems to be acceptable a lot of the time with, with them. So this is the night where you, you need to expect uh, the stars to be there and be there for, for the coach, right? Yeah. Listen, they like playing for Boudreaux. Don't put him in a situation where people have to start questioning what's his future here. He doesn't have a contract for next season. If you really like playing for Boudreaux that much, you better come out and play tonight. Absolutely. Uh, quickly, before we get to the new lines here that we're expecting to see against Washington, the YouTube live chat is popping off. Uh, people are really jumping in on this handsomeness talk. Uh, Gus Ransom was hot. Uh, Lisa Martin that's dropping a, Yeah, that's bed. autocorrect there. What? Lisa got played by autocorrect. What is it supposed to say? Good Branson. Oh, wow. Okay, I was like, who the hell is Gus Ransom? Because I know he wasn't a Canuck. But anyway, uh, Madeline Preston jumped in and said, Shen, Pearson, and Kuz are the most handsome Canucks. Uh, oh, yeah, Lisa jumped in and corrected and said, good Branson, that's my bad for not reading down. Yep. And then Sam Wilson jumped in and also said, y'all forgetting Higgins. Wifey is into Hoaglander. Interesting. Hoaglander's got the short king going on. Uh, look, short kings, I'm one of them. Yep. It, it works. It works. It gets the job done. Hashtag Gus Ransom. Hashtag Gus Ransom in the chat. Okay, let's get to the new lines that we're expecting to see Pull them in up, this Alex. game. Pull them up, Alex. Expecting to see these lines in Washington tonight. Any surprises here? Because obviously, and for the podcast listeners, I'll read it. The not surprising thing, but the change that we've seen is that Tanner Pearson and Brock Besser are no longer on the wings of JT Miller. They are now playing with Bo Horvat as JT Miller plays with Vasily Colson and Connor Garland. Any surprises in this lineup for you? I'm not surprised by a shakeup at all. Um, I will be surprised to see the, the fact that Mikheyev was skating with Kuzmenko and Patterson, and he's not going to play tonight. By all accounts, we're hearing that Mikheyev's going to end up playing tomorrow uh, against Columbus. But, yeah, I think it, it, it needed a shakeup, right? And I think Lazar's going to be given a really prime opportunity if he is playing with Patterson and Kuzmenko. I thought that that's the line when we've seen the Canucks actually looking half decent. It's been when Patterson and Kuzmenko are on the ice. So I'm a little curious to think, like, Looking at the top nine group, and we kind of know all the names that are there, Curtis Lazar is, according to the lines that we saw yesterday, is going to be on that line with Pedersen and Kuzmenko. And I think potential-wise, I look at Pedersen and Kuzmenko as like, hey, let's give them the best player to play with. Um, I just don't know if that's Brock Besser right now. I think at a certain point, Brock Besser might be the guy that that would make a lot of sense to come in and play in that spot. I just don't know if he's 100% healthy. So I, I would have liked to see Pod Colson play on that line a little bit. Okay, so it's 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 one kind of nitpick, right? Like it, it's nothing, no big surprise, no big like what are they doing here? But this is the lineup we're expecting to see. Niels Huglander on the fourth line. I gotta ask you this, Chris: When Ilya Mikheyev returns, is Niels Huglander the odd man out? Because a lot of people before, and myself included, would have said it's Niels Amon. I don't think Niels Amon's going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not as. Um... 
not as clear cut as it maybe was like a week ago because I think Niels Mond has looked like an NHL fourth liner, right? Like he's looked like he's fit right into that spot. I don't know if, like I don't expect Lazar to be coming out. I don't expect Joshua to be coming out yet. So I do think it, it will actually come down to being Niels Mond and Niels Huglander. I, I don't think that they're going to take Huglander out right now. I think that they would like to probably have a look uh, at what a Joshua Lazar Huglander line looks like on your fourth line, and I don't think it's a huge deal to to sit out Niels Amon at this point. I think it's still incredible that he's like been able to make this team and already have an NHL impact. But it's really going to depend on what this Canucks team looks like against Washington, right? If they look good and they play good, probably won't see that many changes to the lineup aside from Mikheyev being moved in there. But if we see them play bad again, like you could see another big shakeup from practice and try something else because I think Boudreaux made that pretty clear after the loss to Philadelphia that maybe it's him that needs to make some changes to the lines, right? And make some changes like what a coach needs to do when they need a shakeup. So now he, he's shaking up the lines going into Washington. I, I don't think it's a huge, I don't think it's a huge percentage that it will happen to see Niels Huglander come out, but I think there is a small chance because if Niels Amon has a really good game and Huglander has a bad game in the fourth line, like this, this lineup that we're looking at for tonight is going to have Huglander and Amon on the fourth line. So whoever looked better on the fourth line might be able to see the guy who who plays again the next night. So it you know a little bit of a how does they how do these two players look in a fourth line role situation tonight for sure? Can I give you my hot take? Yeah, my hot take is look Curtis Lazar is getting reps and you know he he can play center. We know that he can play defensively sound. He kills penalties. He he's a, he's a good bottom six piece for this team. My hot take is that. JT Miller's been on the ice for all eight goals that the Canucks have given up this season, right? Moving Miller to the wing is something I'm becoming increasingly more and more... I like the idea of it. I I really like the idea of it, is what I'll say. And I I like the idea of him playing with Andre Kuzmenko and Elias Pettersson because we've seen those two click on their own. But like you just said... Like, Curtis Lazar is there tonight. They haven't really had a winger that's really clicked with them, even though those two have been really good together. Basically, regardless of who's been playing with them, those two have been really good together. So, again, JT Miller, a guy who, you know, you really wanted him to work as a center right now at the start of the season. But, look, like, how how much longer is it going to take before anybody says, okay, maybe it's not working as a center? And my other point, Chris, is one, Miller to the wing, but two... Get a matchup line. Like, figure out what your matchup line is and use it. Because you need to have a line that you can go to to shut down games. You you really do, right? And I get the Canucks are at a disadvantage by being on the road and they don't have the matchups that they want. I get all that. But you need to have a line that you can trust because right now I don't think the Canucks have one line that they can trust. Like, look at this list that we're looking at. Uh, Miller, Garland, Pod Colson, Horvat, Besser, Pearson, Pedersen, Lazar, Mikheyev, Kuzmenko, and obviously the fourth line, Joshua, Mon Hoaglander. What's your shutdown line? Like, if I ask you to look at this lineup and tell me which combo you like the most to shut down a game, which one is it? You've got a lead. You're protecting a lead. Who are you putting out against the opposition's top competition? Yeah, it's probably Horvat, Pearson, and Besser. And, sure. And the thing that worries me about that is I don't think Besser's 100%. I don't think he's able to be as physical as possible in the corners. Uh, well, to your point, though, would loading up be Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Miller? Because I right now think the best duo playing when the Canucks have actually looked good in these first two games is Pedersen, Kuzmenko. Yeah. So I'm curious what people in the chat think. Uh, let us know who do you think should be playing with Pedersen and Kuzmenko? Because in my eyes, if you are if you really want to go all in, 
and you want to create a lot of offense, let's see what Kuzmenko Pedersen Miller looks like. That's my point is when I say load up, I'm not saying this is your shutdown line. Right. Although they they could be. Elias Pedersen's a fantastic defensive center, and obviously Kuzmenko's shown, shown some strides, and Miller like, wants to take that step. Yeah, you like Miller on the wing, too. Like, as defensively, you like him a lot more because yeah. you think his forecheck's much better. Yeah, exactly. Again, like you... And again, it doesn't really... Uh, matter if you're a winger when you're on the forecheck is obviously F1, F2, F3 thing, but I like him being the first guy out of the zone when you're in the defensive zone, right? He's covering the wings uh, as a winger, right? Or, excuse me, he's covering the points as a winger, and I, I like him being able to be that first guy out of the zone. Forecheck, I like him on the forecheck, but again, like I said, doesn't really matter if you're a center, obviously. You, you might be more involved if you're a winger, but I really, really like Miller at the wing, and my point is, is yeah, you're loading up a line, but you're loading up an offensive line you still have to find that shutdown line, right? You can find that when Mikheyev's back really quickly, though. You go Pearson, Horvat, Mikheyev. If you want to shut down teams, that's your best. That's your best trio to shut down, right? I like that. So then, you're, what's your what you're left with after that would be something like Garland and Pod Colson playing with what Lazar at center. Yeah, exactly, and that's where it gets. And dicey. that's like now you have a, a what looks really like a third line because yeah. right now the Canucks, all these lines, it feels like their top nine is trying to all be top six lines. Yeah. Right, so maybe you do need to kind of move one of those positions around and make it one of your matchup lines. I still don't really believe in matchup lines in this day and age in the NHL. Sure, I, I think what the Canucks are trying to do with running out a top nine that wants to battle up against other teams' top nines every night and think that they can score more at five on five is a is the right way to do it in the new age NHL. It's just it's not working for them right now. So like they do need to change something, obviously, uh, moving forward here. But yeah, I. I'd be curious because it does really make a mix-up, but you have, like, Joshua can play center, Mon can play center, Lazar can play center. So you have kind of three options there to mess around with in your bottom six if you do want to load up Miller. And I tell you what, if, you know, the Canucks go down 2 nothing in this game or, heck, you know, they, they haven't been able to hold a lead, so you almost wonder if maybe you want to mix up a line that makes it look like more of a shutdown line. Like, you know, could we see Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and Besser playing together and then put Lazar with Horvat and Pearson as a shutdown line? That's another option as well, and that's not switching up a lot of what we saw yesterday, right? You're not even touching the Pod Coles and Miller Garland line at that point. So to me, yeah, they're, they're going to have to make some changes on the fly if things aren't working out for them tonight, but I'm, I'm happy to see some changes after the first two games, and we'll have to see what it looks like moving forward here. Jumping into the YouTube live chat, Troy McDonald asks, do you think it's a buy-in problem or a system problem this is a good question like i don't think it's black and white right i think when you analyze this team's first two games i don't think you can point at one or the other right i would say it's a bit of both but i would lean more to probably a system problem myself probably it might just be a personnel problem with the defense core too right i mean like i think the defense but let's not forget it's the special teams that haven't been able to get it done right Right. that's a good point too And, and you know what like you lose, you lose your coaches from last year. Obviously, Jason King's still here, but Trent Cole's come in and run the penalty kill, right? Like I know, I don't know if he's running the penalty kill, but he, he was told that he was absolutely going to be helping with the penalty kill. Um, yeah, I think that it's the, the special. That's the thing with this team, right? Like we're going to see a lot of streaks where the team doesn't look good, but we're going to see streaks again where they look really good, and, and that's what happens when you're a team that relies on special teams and goaltending. You are streaky. Okay, the Canucks obviously needed to start with a really good beginning to the season. They haven't had that. That's this is a bad time to have one of these bad streaks when you're when you when you are a team that relies on special teams and goaltending. These are going to happen. You just for this Canucks team, they they were really not supposed to have this happen to start the season, especially after what happened last year. You hope that they can cut it down now. 
uh, and just start to have a positive streak because, yeah, the, you you can't do this for that much longer uh, and expect that this team's going to be able to, like, you know, at the 20-game mark, 20th game the Canucks play against Colorado Avalanche. If we were talking about a team that has six, you know, five to eight wins, you, you have to really be worried, right? And, and I know that's down the road, and obviously things can change really quick, but it's not like things are going to get easy. The Canucks are playing, you know, three games in the next four nights on the road. They're already 0-2. Like, this this road trip is not exactly what the Canucks are looking for to start. That Things could change very quickly, but you have to do a lot of good things just to get to 500 on this road trip already. Jeffrey Lee jumped in the chat and said, I like the idea of putting Miller with EP40 and Kuz. Help him get his confidence back the same way Elias Patterson was put on Bo's wing for a couple of games last season. Here's, here's a question for you. Has sure. Kuzmenko been the best forward through two games? I think um, you can absolutely make the argument that he has. Yeah, there's definitely an argument to for be made. creating scoring chances. Sure. I think he, you know, he's to me, he's probably been the best forward through two games. Sure, I, I would put Elias Patterson in that conversation I think as well. At times, you could say Patterson for sure, but I think those two players are working off each other. Like if you Curtis Lazar's looked pretty good. Lazar, at, you know, it depends where your expectations are. Well, obviously. Yeah, and you know what? According to the dog rating, both of those players have been really good. Right, Lazar and uh, Kuzmenko was the best forward in the last game, according to the dog rating. Yeah, and just to wrap up the uh, Saturday conversation, Kyle Burrows was the Canucks' best player, so that's you know all you need to know. And he's into a top four role now. Yeah, and we like Kyle Burrows. We like Kyle Burrows to be clear, but you don't want your regular seven, eight defenseman to be your best player uh, in a game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Marcus in the chat says, put two D men on the power play. Probably going to see that on the second unit. You should probably after being scored on for a couple short yeah, goals. Yeah, absolutely. And Rathbone is the guy that you want to have in there, but he's not yeah. in the lineup. Well, so what's the, who's the other defenseman you're going to use? Yeah, exactly. That's Noah my Juleson? point. That's my point. You don't, you're Come not going to, you're not going to be seeing that until Jack Rathbone's in the lineup. I, say, I got all these Jack Rathbone rookie cards here. Where's the value going? So in the opposite way of the old Tanner Pearson uh, graphic that we have, it's going, I should remake that with the okay. Rathbone stock going down. Okay. Uh, Quickly, though, Mikheyev's coming back. Can we pull up this tweet uh, here, Alex, real quick? Need uh, There it is. Uh, assuming there are no unexpected setbacks, the Canucks should have Ilya Mikheyev in their lineup tomorrow in Columbus. That's from Darren Drager. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, we we expected this. Yep. So we'll, that's that's huge, right? That's huge, and that's what this team needs. Though so, I mean, they need a lot. I don't think Ilya McCann is going to solve everything. Right. Right. They, they need a lot. Help. I think it's going to help uh, with the line formations, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Jar had jumped in the chat, said, "Think this team has a problem with com- with compete has a problem with compete level problem." Jarhead, you got to proofread this. I should have read this first. <laughs> uh, makes me wonder again about those country club comments. From last year, again, uh, referencing those comments that were made by a media member, but referencing, you know, what Jim Rutherford and the rest of the management team felt about the Canucks team. Yeah, I don't really trust where that came from. Yeah, that's fair. But it kind of seems like a country club right now, right? Uh, Yeah. How would you describe this? Tell you what, I I don't know. I like it at the country club. It's calm. It's easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's calm and easy when the Canucks have a lead, Maybe that's not that far off here. We're just, we're getting so much in the chat and I just, I don't want to neglect it, but I also, for the sake of the podcast listeners, don't just want to rattle off everybody's text, but you know, got some good stuff coming in. There there. is some good stuff. L Jim jumped in and said, I think it's a chemistry problem. JT pods make sense, but where's PD Garland and Bo Hogs? The team finds players with great chemistry, but then randomly shuffles lines. It's a good point. So yeah, let's put this out there. If if you, and I'll put this, this to the chat. This is to you. If you could have just one line, any three players play together in the next Canucks game, which line would you want to see the most? And and this is not looking throughout the rest of the lineup. Just three guys that need to play together to get this team going. It's a line that you trust is going to be a positive step in the right direction. Yeah, just a a line that you can trust. What's your three guys? What would be the line that you would love to see? And bring it in the chat, too. What three players you want to see play together? And that's it. Like, don't worry about the rest of the lineup. Just give me a line that would be like, every time they're out there, you're feeling good about what the Canucks can do. Elias Pedersen is my center. Andre Kuzmenko is my winger. And JT Miller is my other winger. I'm sticking with this. JT Miller. JT Miller was dominant when he played the wing. Like, absolutely dominant. I think you. there's about 100 words to describe how Miller's played through the first two games. I think he's thinking about 99 of them himself. Again, like, after that game, let's not forget... That Miller, you know, like you said, you talked about the frustration and saying I've been on for all eight effing goals against. Yeah, 99 of those words are four-letter words for Miller. Yeah, absolutely. But um, my, my other point is with that quote, he said, like, I can't even lead by example right now because he's not getting it done. And again, as, as the commenter pointed out, get that confidence back up for JT. Put him on that line with Elias Pettersson, right? Like, play him on the wing. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be with Elias Patterson. I again, that's my preference. I want him playing with Elias Patterson, but anywhere on the wing, just get Miller out of center, let him get some confidence, and then maybe you could try it again if you really want to. But you you need to win. You need to win. You can't come back to this, you know, home opener against the Buffalo Sabers one and four. No, nope. right? You, you can't do that. 
Someone asked me. We like, already we're already seeing uh, you know fire uh, coach chants in the NHL around right now. Yeah, right. I, I think there's going to be some think, changes you around. Know, you, you hope that we can come back and see some Bruce. There it is, chance. Yeah, I'm but, not. I'm not. I'm not even entertaining that. I'm talking about New Jersey specifically. Like right. that's. I think that's what you're hinting at when I say I think there's going to be changes. I didn't mean in Vancouver. I don't think that we're anywhere close to that happening yet. I know people are like, oh, is Bruce going to coach another home game? There's no way yeah. they fire him before the home opener. Oh, like, no, no chance. Like, even from a PR standpoint, all the good PR that Bruce brings this organization, you're not letting go of Bruce. Like, no, of course you not. might at some point, but you're not doing it before a home opener. No, no. chance. I, I I do think that, though, like, if the Canucks have a really bad run here throughout this road trip, you know, Trader Jim might wake up here, right? Uh, I know he's not the general manager, but if, uh, if Jim Rutherford comes down to Pat- Patrick Alvin and tells him to do something, it's probably going to get done. Chat jumping in with a lot of different options. L. Jim saying Kuz, PD, Garland. Knop saying Hoglander, PD, Pod Colson. Such a fun line last season. Cody Sievertson jumping in with Amon, Amon, Amon. Madeline, excuse me, Preston said, I want the besties line with Pods, PD, Hog, RJ, Kuz, EP40, Besser. And Marcus agrees that Miller shouldn't be playing center. Which of the commenter entered ones? is the one that sticks out to you. Like, which one do you like the most? Uh, I like uh, L. Jim's with... Because uh, Manko, Pedersen, Garland, I think, would be a five-on-five line that could drive a lot in the offense. Okay, well. I will say... Clearly, Vinny you, Arsenault time. That's what Cody Sure. Says. If you don't want to move JT Miller from center, I think that's a good one. Kuz, yes. Petey, Garland. But I, I'm still I'm still saying move Miller. Yeah, you know what? This is another one, another good one here in the chat as well. Pod Coles and Pedersen Kuzmenko, and that's if, like you mentioned, I, I don't think a lot of people in the chat here want to move Miller away from center, is what they're saying. But you're saying, you know, it might be time to load up, and it might be. But Pod Coles and Pedersen Kuzmenko, I just think getting a really good driver of offense with Pedersen and Kuzmenko is something you want right now. So I'm a little surprised to see that Lazar might be on his line tonight. That's what I'm thinking. Like. You know, do they, is this? Do they want to have a defensive matchup with Pedersen and Kuzmenko? To me, that's the line right now, or at least the duo that you want to put the third player on. Whether it be you know Miller, or Garland, or or Pod Colson, or even Besser, if you're feeling like he's healthier. To me, it, it's a little interesting to see that Lazar is going to be the guy playing with Pedersen and Kuzmenko because I think you want to load up that for some offense. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure. Okay, let's get to the prospect report. You've got some AHL stuff for oh, us? Oh, God. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, normally, the prospects, they got a big weekend of stuff. I got videos normally up here on the computer I'd be going to. You'd be in your sleeper cam over here. But we got none of that because I got Jonathan LeCaramacki, Aiden McDonough. Super quiet weekend for them. I think just one assist from Aiden McDonough. Those are two of the top uh, Canucks prospects putting things together. You're going to want to hear this, quads. Get off your, your screen there. You're TikToking away over there. I know you're not even looking at the chat. Look at him. I'm looking at the chat. Someone just saw, if you watch the video, you just saw a double tap on an Addison Ray video <laughs> right there. Harvard quads. Harvard gets going on Thursday. A we'll, coup. We'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, what's the deal with the coup Cascanvo? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll check in on that. I'm going to get some, uh, an update on a coup Cascanvo here pretty quick. Uh, and Jackson Dorrington, left shot defenseman. He is a guy that I like right now. Um, very physical. Good playing for Northeastern right now. First year coming as a freshman. Heard from uh, from somebody from Northeastern. They said, I tell you what, he doesn't look like a freshman the way he's playing. Um, so I like what I see from Jackson Dorrington at this point. Really good uh, good start for him uh, with Northeastern. Coming in as an NCAA player, I tell, he looks better in the NCAA than he does in the USHL, which is kind of impressive for a guy making a jump one year over. So yeah. not a ton of prospects uh, to get to at this point. Um, but AHL opened up quads. I know you got to, to edit some AHL articles. The oh Canucks boy. lost to the Ontario Reign and beat the Bakersfield Condors in overtime. 
Anything? What do you mean anything? I although I will tell you, I told you so on the goaltending situation. Here's Chris, where Seelov's gonna play. Like what's what talking about? With Seelov's Seelov? gonna play. Di Pietro's never gonna get starts. Di Pietro got to back up Archer right, Seelov. Pull, pull it up. Where's the Di Pietro picture, Alex? Tell me. Tell me how how engaged Mikey Di Pietro is with this team. Where is he? They're all celebrating their win. He's skating over there. Yeah, as slow as possible. Who's who's, who's this guy? That's if, Big Vinny. He's pushing the other players on. Vinny's pushing players on the other team, getting ready for the next game. That maybe Di Pietro was poor, a part of that. Poor Di Pietro. He's got it. You know, yeah, I tell you, I feel bad for the kid in the spot that he's in with Abbotsford. He backed up. Didn't you didn't uh, dress for the first game? He's gonna play. Dalia got lit up for forty eight goals in in his debut. Holy cow! Um, so he, yeah, Di Pietro. He's gonna play. I don't know. I don't know when he's gonna play though. He's he's gonna play. I think Dalia letting in uh, fifty five goals last game is gonna help for sure. Getting a yeah, chance he's to gonna, there's to play. gonna be starts to be had in the AHL this season. Like, Dalia, man, I tell you, he did Delia. not look good moving around. Look at this here. Got the stats up uh, right now. He let it. How many goals did he let in? Like seven seven point eight goals against average. They they had to pull Seelaws out of the bench to play. He was playing the night after. They had to pull him out. I, that's a tough look. Yeah, it is. It's not a it's not a great start, but again, what I what I tried to mention to you before, and I've talked about this on the show, is Colin Deli is here to bring structure into his game. He's here to learn. Like he wants to re- restructure his game, and again, like what it you know, I'm I'm not gonna say kudos to a guy for letting in seven goals. And uh, yeah, admittedly, I didn't watch every single save that he made. Yeah, because it was hard to find one. But when you you know when when the going gets tough. It's really easy to revert back to your old habits, right? Especially when you're trying to learn a bunch of new things like Colin Delia is. So, again, maybe you aren't finding the results, but if you're doing it the right way, then you're moving towards something bigger. And again, this is the most positive spin possible on a goalie letting in seven goals. But my point is, Chris, is how does he bounce back? Does he still have that buy-in or is he going to say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Now I'm going to go back to my well, old ways. I'm thinking of it as like the, from the coaching perspective, listen, he needs, you know, Jeremy Colton needs to get some wins. And after Colin DeLeo lets in 68 goals the other game, like you might have to go to Mikey DiPietro. This might be finally the time where DiPietro does get a chance to play. 68 goals. And Seelovs, he looked fine. Like he got the win, so good for him. Your boy's undefeated. Archer Seelovs there. He got a win. He looked fine in that game. There's some some things he let by that uh, you'd probably like to see him grab, even in the first game. Uh, well, he's got such a good blue line in front of him. I'm surprised he ever let in a goal. Well, he does have a good AHL blue line in front of him. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Pretty good day. Not bad HL uh, lineup up there. Let's yeah, talk about uh, the guy who bad. did have a good weekend, though, Linus Carlson. He scores the uh, the OT winner in the second game there on Saturday night. He also set up the first goal as well. So, I uh, what, are you, what are you giggling about? Cody Severson jumped in the chat and said, if Delia learns that making saves is good, will that be good for his game? Probably help. Yeah, it might help. Well, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm watching. I'm just like, hey, just make, you know. Make a handful of saves in a row, but he's letting in 70, yeah, 77 goals here on Friday night. Okay. What are you, how are you supposed to win here? Take it easy on Colin. Uh, Canadian 8R jumped in the chat and asked how his post integration is. What I saw, not great, and he's working on it. Give him some time. Just just give him some time. He's yeah. learning a lot of new concepts We'll see right what happens now. next game. Yeah, give him some time. All I'm saying, Mikey's going to get starts, and obviously Archer Seelovs is too. We'll have to see with Mikey. Okay. I don't know. How, like, tell you what. It's just such a weird situation. Where's the, where's the picture again, Alex? Mikey DPR, he's not even in the group here. You just, feel bad for the kid. It. Just you feel bad for the kid. Enough. He's skating over. He's want, He's the happy-go-lucky guy. This just It's unfortunate, the situation. He's got a he's smile on his face. You can see it. No, Look I don't know. Look at his cheek. I don't know. He's smiling. Yeah, well, maybe. 
Yeah, he's got a smile. You're well, just, he's probably smiling because he unfair. just saw Colin D'Elia let in 87 goals the other night. He's Sidney Crosby amount of wins. Like, you don't see it that often. But whatever. I tell you what, I think Mikey Mikey might get a game next weekend. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with D'Elia. Yeah, Delia. It will be interesting to see what happens Whatever. with them. Okay. Do you have uh, Do you have anything else? On Look, the is he smiling? We don't know. We'll further <laughs> investigate into this. He's clearly smiling. This is this is unbelievable. I can't even believe I'm entertaining this discussion. No, okay. but be serious with me for a second. Sure. Here's after what happened this first weekend. The Abbots for Canucks. They play two games next weekend. Is Mikey getting into one of those yes, two games? I absolutely. How certain think are so. you of that? I'm not 100% certain. Exactly. You don't know what you're talking I, about. I would give it like a 60% chance that he gets one of the starts. You don't... Look, I, again, I know Colleton knows Colin Delia from before, and I get all that. I understand all that. But look, when it comes down to it, if you let in seven goals in a game, you're probably going to get a week off. On the other hand, if you're a young prospect and you do that, you might mm. maybe... They might say, okay, we're going to give you another shot and you can bounce back. But if you're Colin Delia... They're definitely going to say this is a good opportunity for you to kind of regroup again, learn some more things, then work on those things that he's wor- wants to you know bring into his game, like the shuffles and all that that he's doing. Right, gives him a chance to do that, and it gives Mikey DiPietro a chance to get into a game. Look, the Canucks have done Mikey DiPietro a solid by you know not by my That's, from my understanding. Listen. From my understanding, they didn't even ask him to go down to the ECHL. I think what they're going to do is give him a chance to show himself at the AHL level. And, like, we keep talking about it, work his way into a trade. Like, that's what we keep talking about, right? Is, you know, work it up to a level where he can show that he's at least a good AHL goaltender, still young, that a team should take a flyer on. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see him get into a game. Let's pull, let's check this out, Alex, here. let's What's going on here? It, can we check for a smile here on Mikey DPH? We got the video. Here's from the bench. Win the game here. If you well, you say you're so confident in a smile. Look at that good view of the trainer there. Zooming in. Well, the video is not too great. Up is Mike here. even in this there video? Right. I don't see a smile. He's going. He's going over there. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Okay. He looks pumped, right, folks? If you are on the podcast, you better go look at this video because oh my. What what more do you want? Do you want him to just push people over like it's Black Friday to just, get on the ice? Here's, that's not what I'm talking about. I just say, you know what? I'm. He's in an AHL rink. The the bench he's sitting on is probably in the hallway. Don't and he's worry gonna about. Make a don't worry about that. There. Don't worry about the old Mikey. I, that's what, all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a bad team. I'm just saying it's too bad that we don't have the old Mikey back. Like he was so much fun, man. He he's got to play to get the. Old I know, Mikey but back. it's too bad. Like I, I really just hate with a what's happened to this guy. Yeah, like, it's too with bad. The sure. It's a really bad. Like you know what, man? He would have been sliding in there. Going in, and you would have been the first guy in there back in the day. I, you know, Mikey was the best to deal with back in the day. Okay, too. and I'm sure he's, he's still, still good, good to deal, deal with. Yeah, yeah, he is. But it's just it's too bad what's happened to him in the organization. Sure. Okay, let's get to the betway wrap up. Oh, geez, I forgot. Or no, I got a really good bet. Pull this up here. I'll look at this bet right here. After I hit big on the weekend, you saw my uh, my Kyle Burrows bet. I did. I bet on Kyle Burrows. I, I, I cannot believe that in the past two weeks, you correctly guessed the score of the Arizona Coyotes Canucks preseason game yep. being a 4 nothing shutout for the Canucks and that you bet on Kyle Burrows scoring the first goal. That's, the my, that's my sneaky go-to bet is you always bet on Luke Shen, Tucker Pullman, and Kyle Burrows scoring first. So I put $3 down on, uh, on Kyle Burrows scoring first. 
Boom. He scores first. That turned in that three dollars flipped into two twenty five. Got a new chair coming tomorrow. Um because Jeffrey, of it. Jeffrey Lee jumped in the chat and said, I love goalie talk, but can we get to Betway wrap up so I can make two two thousand dollars on a fifty dollar bet? I don't have a, it's not that much of a wild bet. This you can pull it up here, Alex. This is this, listen. Simple, elegant, empty net goal tonight. Calling it. There will be an empty net goal tonight. You put fifty dollars down, you're taking hundred and fifty back, you get your fifty back after that, you're walking another two hundred bucks, then you're buying yourself a new chair for your office at the end of this. Okay. Betway <laughs> dot something. Betway you can I just can't even take your Google bet. search them. I can't even take your bet what? seriously. Really? This isn't the you don't but think then this they is always money? hit. Because the reason I can't take it seriously is because you're telling the listeners horrible advice typically of saying, go ahead, put $50 no, no, whoa, 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 hey, this is this. not betting advice. Quad, don't put me in the. That's a legal thing here. This is not betting advice. This is just uh, what I what I uh, think is interesting. If someone really wanted to, they could go back and find all the times you've said you go. Here's what you do: you go put fifty bucks on this. Oh, no way easy. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Do you have anything else to add? People, people are in the chat saying keep betting against the Coyotes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Keep betting Coyotes against the spread. You might lose a few, but at the end of the year, you'll even out. What's it? Somebody in the chat here saying I'm biased, saying that I want Rathbone <laughs> to play defense for and go. Why would I be biased? It's not like I've invested into Jack Rathbone being good. <laughs> Although you have invested into, uh, yeah, the rookie cards. <laughs> okay. About 40 freaking Rathbone rookie cards here. I, what happened with my last investment? Only you levy those cards. Went well, and then fast. before that, Nikita Triampkin. Okay, you should, well, you should stop investing in hockey cards. I said, this is the only thing I invest in here now. Pokemon cards here from uh, Zephyr Epic. Yeah. Okay. Tell me that's not beautiful, eh? All right. Yeah. Well, it is. It, it's great. It's nothing like your uh, 10 out of 10 Nikita Triampkins that you've got at home. Yeah, but nothing shines like a Dragonite uh, original 1999 Pokemon fossil card. All right. This card's older than you. It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Okay. All right, Alex is in our ears. Get out of here, boys. You guys are done. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Allard. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Woo! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 